Hey everybody, welcome to The Warrior and the Wolf, a place for you to show up authentically and vulnerably in a safe atmosphere where you are seen, where you are loved, and someone wants to come beside you and walk with you. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Warrior and the Wolf podcast. This is episode lucky number 13. Very nice. Yeah. I'm just realizing we titled it Curiosity Killed the Cat for number 13. So, that was totally by accident. It did, um, but it works out. Uh, but thank you so much for coming back and joining us for the you know the previous 12 episodes. Yep. Um, all the love has been super appreciated. Um, we're going to start by introducing. Again, I am... Aaron the Warrior, and over I'm there, Mark the Wolf. A lot of emphasis on the the Warrior. Yeah, I'm not. You're the Warrior. The, I'm just the Wolf. Yeah, not just. You are the. I wolf. am the Wolf. <laughs> um, as always, uh, started with a check-in, the sachet emotions. Mm. Um, and there's been some question about why we do the check-in. And uh, for us, it's just to get in tune with where we're at this particular day so we can show up in the best way possible. Uh, So again, the emotions we use are sad, angry, scared, happy, excited, tender. Um, Yeah, emotions just are, but we want to be in tune with who we are and where we are at this point in time to show up best for you. So I'm going to throw it back over there to the wolf. Yeah, um... Sad, scared, happy, excited. Uh, as as I was preparing to check in, I realized I, I have fear around just, I have a lot of work to do. There's a lot of things on my to-do list on a professional level. I'm obviously a personal level too, but from, I just have a lot of work to do. And I, I have fear that, um, that I'm not going to get it all done the way that I want to get it done. Uh, sad because I have a lot of work to do and I'm tired. I'm just noticing that I'm tired and, and, and I'm sad about that because I want to show up uh, with as much energy as I possibly can. So sad, sad and scared around that. Um, yeah, happy. I do. I do any time that we get to do this. I'm happy and grateful uh, that you made the trip. Uh, happy, grateful, of course, for D supporting us the way that she does, uh, Jay supporting us the way that she does. Um, happy and excited about that. And just happy. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to spend some time with clients today, but then be done and hang out with my family tonight. Well, with that, I'm in. Welcome. Um, yeah, I'm today. I am. I'm happy, excited, I'm going to go sad and tender. Um, yeah, I made the trip down for some reason because Colorado is the wackiest weather place I know. I got six inches of snow down here, yep. no snow. Um, tender for my wife that she's she's at home. Our My uh, eldest had his best friend spend the night last night. Nice. Um, so she's at home with three boys that decided to get up at 6 a.m. and play video games. <laughs> that sounds um, horrible. She's still 
very lovingly made me a cup of coffee for my drive down. Um, I'm happy that she just she realizes the impact this is having on other people and and, and us. And like you said, both our, our wives are really supporting. Um, so I'm super happy about that. Sad. Um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I got to. Um, the happy part. We had a memorial for my my grandpa, uh, who I was really close with. But for some reason, we delayed a, a funeral for a few twelve years. So um, I'm happy that I got to do that, but sad because uh, it just made me miss him. Mm. Um, but in a cool way, I ended up getting um, his deer rifle mm. that he got as a retirement gift, and he taught me to shoot on. And I just got that this week, so I'm happy and tender about that. So, yeah, I like you. I'm ha- always happy to do this. Always love being in this room. So that I'm in. Welcome. I love the rifle story. So good. Yes. And I'm really glad that that made its way to you. That's super awesome. <laughs> Yeah, again, curiosity killed the cat. And this is another one of those episodes where I, I text Aaron and I'm like, hey, I have an idea. And he's like, what the hell are you talking about? So uh, it's interesting how this one started. I was tying my shoes one day and I'm like, well, why do I tie my shoes this way? But for anybody that knows Mark. I'm super It's random. really not that surprising. He's yeah. like, hey, I was tying my shoe and came up with an idea for a, a podcast show. I was like, all right, I'm okay. Like, that makes sense Like that that would come from you. But what's it going to be about? Like, right. are we talking about shoes? Yeah. Or are we talking about... Well, no, I just... I, so I started to... I'm like, why do I tie my shoes this way? How, how did that come online? And, 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 I, and I just realized that it... Again, and we talk about our stories all the time. Like, stuff comes online really, really early in life. Uh, at least it certainly did for us. It came on really early online for me. And I'm like, oh yeah, my mom and dad taught me to tie my shoe this way. I can trace back to how, when they taught me to tie my shoe like this. And then I go down the rabbit hole as I often do. Well, what else do I just do? Because that's how I've always done it or how I was taught to do it. And that impacts that it started to have this impact on me because I thought a certain way for such a long time because that's just how my dad did it, or that's just how my mom did it, or it's how I was taught to think or look at a situation or circumstances or yada, yada, yada. And I realized that I want to be the kind of man that shows up, number one, authentically, but number two, shows up um, and is willing to learn and look at different aspects of life and different angles. Because I've never been more convinced that we've all come from very, very different backgrounds, but we all really want the same thing, and that is to be good humans. So mm-hmm. it just made me realize, why am I not more curious than I am? Now, certainly I'm more curious than I ever have been at this stage in the game, but how many things do I just do because that's how they've always been done? Yeah. So we're talking, I mean, and we were mentioning this before. It's basically, to me, it boils down to, this is the nature versus nurture. Yep. Age old debate. Yep. yep. And I, I see you feverishly scrolling over there. Is there something I you want to add? I have no, well, no. So 
So for me, nature versus nurture is really important because of how my story is now and what it could have been. Mm, yeah. I did. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. So I was doing research. I was going through this. They said that because nature versus nurture has kind of become a little misleading for people, which I, I, I think it can be. In what way? What do you think? It, Just how, the how words. You... People like, well, nature and nurture. So a lot of people now have started interchanging it with genetics versus environment. That helps clarify it right? for sure. So like genetics and environments. So, and for those of you who, who maybe don't know or don't understand what I'm talking about when I say nature versus nurture, genetic versus environment, people say you're either predestined to be something because of how your genetics are, because you're hardwired in your DNA, or because of the environment you're raised in. Okay. There's people that follow in three camps. It's either all genetics, there's nothing you can do about it. It's gonna be, it's all your environment, and it's where you're raised, and how you're raised, and right. where you grow up in the environment you're in, or a combination of the two. Hmm. Okay. And I believe that. I like my mind immediately goes to David Goggins' story and how he grew up and where he ended up. Like mm -hmm. he made a decision that genetics were not going to rule over him. Yeah. He, he's like, nope, I'm going this way. And it paid yeah. out for him. But like, yeah, I, I, I'm, I agree. And I, I can definitely see that my past is absolutely part of just the circumstances that I was in. Like with mom and dad getting a divorce, right? I, there's a lot of things that came with that. Unfortunately, in the, in the immediate moment, I didn't handle it as well looking back as I wanted to. I didn't show up a certain way, but I thought that was safest. If I just act like everything's okay, again, back to mom, look a certain way, act yeah. a certain way, everything's okay. I took on a lot of messages from my dad over the course of my childhood that I realized as I aged, I was like, Ooh, I think I might go a different direction. So I was grateful for people who had humility and grace with me to kind of walk along beside me and say, have you ever thought of it this way? Because the honest answer is no, no, I have not. Yeah. I haven't. I, this is just my thought. This is how it's going to be. Um, and so, uh, I like curiosity. I love being curious, asking questions. Well, why is that? Why do we do it this way? I want to know how things work. I want to know how my mind works. I want to know, even in our work, there is a science to what we do and how we do it. And I want to know what that is so I can show up in the best possible way uh, that, that I can. You're smiling at me. Mm -hmm. Why are you smiling at me? So... There's an author, Dr. Martin uh, Siegelman. He wrote a book called Learned Optimism. And he talks about the, what he calls it, ex uh, explanatory style. Explanatory style? Explanatory and style. Give me that book again. So it's called Learned Optimism. Learned Optimism. Okay. We don't have a, a ton of time to jump into it, but basically it talks about like our why like asking why things happen is more important than the actual event. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Like we, 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 in, in the last episode, we talked about Senek's book, start with why for only three letters. What a powerful question. Well, why? And it was interesting because I, 
after we had kids, anybody with kids will understand where I'm coming from when I say this, but well, why, 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 why? Man, the second they learned to talk, it seemed like my kids just said, why? All the freaking time. And at some point I get, I would get frustrated with having to explain myself or go into detail or whatever. But as I age, man, I love that question. Why are we doing what we're doing? Yeah. Why are you here? Because it, it, like e even with uh, the coaching that I do in my profession, right? Why are you doing this? Well, this. Okay, well, then this is how we're going to tackle this because your why, because a, a lot of folks will show up, well, why are you doing this? Well, because I, I want to make a living. Well, right, you want to make a living and I appreciate that, but let's be curious for a minute. What, you know, what, what, what does a living provide? Well, it provides, and at the end of the day, a lot of them are like, I want security. I just want financial freedom and security or freedom, right? Just like our work, get a want, get the specific want, right? Yeah. I want freedom. Okay. So you can have freedom without money. Well, yeah. Right? And so it's interesting how their mindset shifts just because we're asking why. So, and that's, and I think that's where he was going with in this, in this learned optimism stuff. So you talk about the example, like you can go through genetics or environment. So you brought up, let's talk about like just divorce as an example, yep. right? So you can go the genetics way. Like I'm just hardwired to be divorced because that's what my parents did. Or you can go the, well, it's just my environment. That's what I knew. So that's why I'm right. going to be that way. Or you can go the why route. It's like, well, why did it happen? Mm-hmm. And why am I and my circumstances different? Man, am I in that phase? Whew. I, I just, I, man, I love to know that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, it's the same with your story. It's the same with my story. Why do we show up the way that we show up? Nine times out of 10, it's, and we, we've already talked about a potential episode in the future about how you and I have a tendency to mask fear and sadness with humor because yeah. it's that's a safer place for us to go into those emotions is to mask it with humor but i i as i get more comfortable with myself as as i kind of step into my power as i realize the man that i want to be and the man that i am i'm just like yeah i, I i'm okay with this now flip side is that means that i look at myself first which so sucks it, it it's not always fun but like Something will happen with Jen. Rarely, if ever, do I say, okay, Jen, you messed this up, blah, 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 blah. Well, why am I upset about how it turned out? Mm -hmm. Again, that why. Dude, I'm telling you, the why. Being curious and just asking questions for me, it's, it's weirdly satisfying for me, even though it ends up being about me most of the time. But it's like, yeah. why do I feel that way? Why am I having this reaction? All they did was say this. Why did I have this reaction? I think the, for me, the why builds, builds knowledge and, and going forward. Um, you know, I talked about the, the three different camps of like, do you fall in the, it's all genetics and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm. Is it all environment and there's nothing you can do about it? Or is it a combination of the two? I fall in the combination of the two because I believe, I believe there's a way that you are a product of certain environments. And I'd also believe that there's certain things that are hardwired in your DNA that you're just going to do because that's been hardwired into your family. Now, that being said, I believe we have the capability of changing all of that stuff too. 
thousand percent. I don't feel like, I don't feel like anything is written in stone. My case in point, my story. If you look at the statistics of how many kids that are abused in the way that I was and exploited in the way that I was, the repeat offenders who repeat that cycle is staggering. Um, I don't have the exact number. Maybe something we can put out on on you know, social media and figure out exactly what it is, but I believe it's well over 50%. Wow. Well over 50% of people that are abused repeat the cycle. Okay. So, so what was done to you, you should have carried on in doing yeah. to someone else, okay? So by statistics, if, I'm, if I, there's, there's nothing I can do and I'm a product of my environment, that was my environment. Yep. So if we lean into that and saying, well, you're just gonna be a product of your environment, then I should have in turn turned around and been an abuser. Right. But, but I wasn't. So for me, it comes in that, well, why? So why didn't I? Why, you know, why was I different? Uh, and I don't have an answer for that. It's something I'm still exploring. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's like, it, yeah, I, I feel like, and it's encouraging me to know that, because I feel like so many times for me, like my judgment on this, that we've used that word before, is when mm-hmm. people say, well, it's just my genetics or it's just my environment. It's kind of a, cop out it takes your power away from you being able to right. change it puts for me i'll say yeah your for me if i use that which i'm just a product of the genetics or i'm just a product of the environment it's me putting my life and my success or failure in somebody else's or some other circumstances hands and you know it's interesting as you were saying this just my environment yeah and the and the word that came to my mind heritage hmm. because some of it i want to carry on out of a sense of obligation for my heritage I I should be a certain way or I should train bird dogs and I should hunt more, much more frequently than I do. It would be nice. I would like to do that, but I should hunt all the time. I should do this because that was my grandpa. That was my uncles. That was my dad. You know, that's how they showed up. And so part of it is carrying on that heritage and I feel a sense of obligation. And some of it is I'm just not that guy. Prime example is my entire family, for the most part, are electricians. My dad, my uncles, my grandfather, like, and I'm super not an electrician. As a matter of fact, my electrician friends have asked me to never, ever, ever do electrical work again for lots of different reasons, all of which are valid. But like being a product of my environment, some of this stuff, some of the parts about me, I do kind of want to hang on out of a sense of obligation to Mm -hmm. my heritage. So... Which I don't, I, yeah. it just occurred to me while you were talking. I, I love it. And I, I think I want to be, I want to be careful to say here. So there are great things to come out of genetics hardwiring to you and your environment and certain things. Sure. I mean, for me being a product of my, I, I do feel like I am a product of my environment because I feel like I am a, even though I've, I'm just learning this, I feel like I am a much stronger and capable person and man for the people in my life because of my environment. Right. And because of what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess my whole point is it's not, I don't feel like it's written in stone. Like you had this environment, this is who you're going to be. You know, we talk, we talk about David Goggins and his stuff. Yeah. So I think that's, for me, that's important. But like why, like the, the explanatory style, the yeah. explanatory nature yeah. of asking the questions of why mm-hmm. is, is huge. And I think so many times I wouldn't ask why, cause like, well, I'm just, it's just how it is. Because it gives us the opportunity for change. 
And, and, and if you're anything like me, I love the, okay, this isn't quite working the way that I want it to. I want to change. I like having the opportunity to change. And so I, even from the heritage standpoint, even from the environmental standpoint, like I'm, I'm looking at how I was raised. It's like, yeah, I think that I'm going to parent differently than that. Yeah, I, th- I, I think I want something different than, than, than where we're at. I want something. But that's, again, back to tying my shoe. It just spurred the question, why on earth do I do it this way? And I, I think that there's power in... I want something different. I want to think a different way. I want to go about things a different way. I want to do something different. I think that there's there's strength in that, and I like it. But I think that the self-awareness to ask the question of, well, why? What? Why do I do it this way? Is there a better way? Can it be done in a better way? And that's what, like when I reached out to you, that's actually a really big part of, of who I am because I constantly evaluate who I am and how I'm doing things versus how I want to show up and the results that I want. It's such a big deal to me. How I was doing life five years ago wasn't working. Yeah. So why am I doing it this way? What can be different? I think the biggest impact you've had on me through all this is, is the mindset. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm you, ridiculously high. We on came mindset. into this and into this work. I'm the, I was kind of always the pessimist. Uh-huh. <laughs> Optimist. I see, that was very, that was the nicest way you could have said that. I love, but your optimism has been infectious. Oh, so the talking about the why and I, and I was processing through, I, I was reading about the explanatory style, the optimism. Yeah. So that's why that response was a little, I'm thinking about how it completely applies to you. Like everything you said, you're talking about the ex- explanatory style, just try to explain the good and bad things that happen. And he said, so this is what I was reading. He said, the difference between an optimist with resiliency in the face of challenges and the pessimist who crumbles under the pressure in life comes from our explanatory style to ask mm-hmm. why, these are hap- why these things are happening. And do you want something different for yourself? Yeah. I feel like that. I mean, I feel like that's what we've always been doing. Talking about doing doing something different. I mean, what's the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Right. Um, so for me, going back even just a few weeks, a month or so, like doing something different with my mental health. Mm-hmm. And I'm that, so glad you made that decision. <laughs> me too. And asking the question of well, why didn't I do it? Why am I acting this way? Why am I here? And figuring out why I was and then figuring out, okay, well, what's something I can do different to get a different result? And the results have been staggeringly different. And, and, and as you say that, I, I something came to my mind, not just the, okay, so why am I doing this? But that what about me? And that's a, that's a close second. Mm-hmm. Like my mindset anymore, why did I have that reaction? What, what about me is having that like... All they, because what people say is what people say. The only thing I have control over is my reaction to it. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that follow-up question for me of what about me or how is this about me? Like, because you get to say whatever you want. And my reaction can be myriad things, not the least of which is, okay. Or I might get angry or I might agree or whatever. But at the end of the day, am I okay with how I showed up there? 
Is that who I want to be? Right. And, and so back to that conversation of why, you know, mm -hmm. and, and yes, start with why I get it, but. Well, you know, something that you've taught me and that I've learned to talk about the optimism versus pessimism. And we go back to the mindset episode. So one thing I've learned is like optimists look at, they take their why and they look at a, a failure as a, let's say a failure as a, or a bad event as a one-time thing. Optimists can look at a failure, ask the question why and say, well, why'd that happen? But also realize that that one failure does not necessarily mean impending future failure. Yeah. A pessimist or somebody that was in my mindset would fail at something and then stew in that failure and be like, okay, well, that means all shit's going to be bad forever. Right. And but not asking why, just saying it happened and it's going to be bad forever. Right. Not asking that, not trying to be, explain the situation and not exploring why. Well, and I would add too, it's not that I don't think I'm going to fail again, but I won't fail the same way. Well, no, I'm not saying, it's not saying you won't ever fail again, but like people, I would just say for me in my mindset, like a lot of times it felt like one failure was going to lead to inevitably lead to failing in everything else in that. Like area. you'll never get your like why. Like there's no point in. You failed once, you're going to fail in perpetuity. There's no point in keep trying nope. to this because you, nope. you failed once, you're not going to fail, you're going to fail again. Yeah. So somebody with your positive mindset and your just the optimism and learning about it and learning to be an optimist. You say, well, I failed in that. That doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to fail in something else. Right. You might, but the difference in those two mindsets is I would be like, oh, I'm going to fail and I'm going to keep failing. I'm going to keep failing. I'm going to keep failing. So this comes back to like the, why I do things the way I do. Mm -hmm. So exploring my story is like, well, why did I think that way? Why did I think everything was going to be a abject failure because of one failure? And if I didn't believe in being able to change who I was and not being a product of my environment, I wouldn't have ever looked into that or changed it. I just and would have said, just this, would is have who I, this is who I am. This is my environment. And that's just how I'm going to live my life. So for me, like the curiosity stuff is like that is like bringing out, we keep saying it, it's like, why do I do this? And what other options do I have? And how does that lead to my why? Yeah. How do I get to be the man that I want to be? Dude, I'm so proud of you, man. Like you're <laughs> seriously like, and, and, and I shot you a message the other day. Who you are and who you've become specifically over the last four to five months is crazy. Yeah. Like you're just a totally different guy. Like I, I'm, I'm hoping that you recognize that. I do. I, it's, yeah, there's a tangible, a tangible difference. Um, I don't know if I talked about it on here, but I talked about it with, um, I've talked about it with, maybe we talked about it offline, but um, before I went in, you know, to start some medication and to start therapy and start doing this other stuff, my mornings felt so absolutely chaotic. Like so many voices and thoughts and just not being able to concentrate and um, focus on anything. And again, that could have been a, this is just who I am and this is just what I'm going to have to live with and there's no changing it. But I you put a stake in the ground different. and my why was different. Yeah. My want was different. Yeah. So now I was telling my, I was telling D that I wake up and it's quiet. Mm. Meaning my mind is quiet. I'm able to get up early. And I talk about my faith and my faith, you know, being very important to me in my relationship with God. So my mornings start quietly with reading and, and prayer. Yeah. And I wasn't able to focus on that before. 
because the anxiety would just take over about worrying. So I'm able to wake up and be quiet and just focus on the things that are important and start my day calm, which means I can interact with my kids calmly. Right. And their day starts better. And it just, it's a domino effect, but. And I know that we talk about Gary Vee on a regular basis. We talked about him last week, but he, he makes a great point. Once you get clear in your brain, Mm -hmm. once it's quiet up here, dude, everything falls into line and gets way easier. I cannot tell you the difference that it has made for me. I'm excited that you saw where you were and weren't willing to just stand there with status quo. I'm glad that you were curious. I'm glad that you asked why. I'm glad that you asked what about me and then advocated for yourself, stood in your strength and said, yeah, I'm not capable of doing this on my own. And that's, that's, that's a key point, right? Like just because we're curious and I want something different, go for it. But if you don't get it on your own, don't, you know, it's not a failure. You have resources. You're doing the work. You could not do it on your own. What you have simply wasn't going to go away on your own. So you advocated, you found the resources and you did it. And that's awesome. Just because you asked why. Well, I changed, I changed my mindset. I changed the environment because to say the way I reacted and the things that happened wasn't a failure on my part is wrong. I, I failed in that moment. Sure. But if I was just going to be a product of what was going on and just do what I've always done, I would have did what I always had done. You're um, going to add to those stats yep. that you were talking about. You pad those stats yep. and you put a flag in the ground. I'm not doing this. So I was, I was excited when you brought this, brought this up. Cause I've always kind of, it's always kind of been a, when I found out it wasn't actually about shoes. <laughs> Again, I just, yeah, I was tying my shoes. That's true. <laughs> That's very true. Um, no, I was excited because I feel like I'm, I can offer some advice into that. I can offer some insight into that. You don't have to be a product of, just because your dad or mom was an alcoholic or an abuser doesn't mean it's in your genetics. thousand percent. Just because your parents end up divorced doesn't mean you're going to get divorced. I have, a, I have a couple guys that, you know, kind of just put a final, tie a bow on it. Yay, D. Yay. Uh, <laughs> I have, you know, I've been in this situation. I have a couple of friends that are talking about it and resonating. Like for me, there was kind of abandonment stuff. Like people left, people didn't always want to be, or I didn't feel they wanted to be around, whatever that looked like. So I would tend to self-sabotage relationships. I'll, so wait, I don't want to get too far away. What message did you receive? Just the messages that I took on is like, I wasn't important enough to stay around for mm, okay. My parents were around my, they weren't, they weren't. Not that anybody divorced. said that. And this, is the, said this that, is the point. Nobody said, it's the message you took on. Messages I took on just from my story. And again, go back, listen to it. It's one of the first couple episodes and that'll make sense. But. So I would get in the mentality of, well, I'm just going to be an asshole anyway, because they're going to leave anyway. And mm. then I'll push them away. They'll leave. And then I can be right. Or I'll threaten to leave. Like, I'm going to break up with you so, you know, I can test your loyalty. See how, so, and I know some other men that struggle with this because they've seen things in their lives, like parents got divorced or spouses left or whatever. So they get right. in this mentality and it's like, well, I'm just, that's just how it's going to be. They're going to leave anyway. So I'm going to operate out of that. Right. Out of that mode. And I did that for so long. I operated out of that. I'm just going to fail. This is how it's just going to be. But if I'm telling you, and people say it all the time, but if anybody can change and change that mentality, 
if I can do it, anybody can do it. Thousand percent. And that's not taking anything away from me, but I feel like people need to realize we are much stronger than we give ourselves credit for. And it goes back to mindset. I can absolutely like I, I think about you know Goggins going through SEAL training three times with a broken leg, at least two of those three times. And, and it just, prime example, I got cold the other day. Mm -hmm. I was doing something and I got cold. And I'm like, I can stop and I can go warm up or think about something else. Just, and within five seconds, I couldn't feel the cold anymore. No. What do you want? <laughs> For you talking about, we talk about David Goggins a lot. We were, this morning when we came in, we started talking about I was talking about the, the cold plunges that I started yeah, doing yeah. and how he says like the cold water was the worst. Yeah. Um, and I thought I can do this. I can get into cold water to my neck. 15 seconds. The first time <laughs> I said, I look like dude from Terminator. That's like, <gasps> yeah. can't breathe. My wife videoed it. It's hilarious. It will be not going, will not be going on the social media pages. I know how to get soon. a hold of I know you do. <laughs> but I wanted, I wanted to start doing it because of the health benefits, but I also wanted to prove like some mental toughness just to myself. So I've been doing it for a little while and I'm up to like a minute and a half now, which doesn't sound like that long, but in ice water, it's chilly. It's a long time. So I'm basically the same as David Goggins is what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, I need you to know that you're not. I know. I know it's important I to want, me. I want to David, know that right? So. But again, I, yeah. it's important for me that, you know, I'm super proud of you put the work in and, and, and thanks for humoring me when these off the wall ideas come to me in the, in just the weirdest moments, but I, I saw something in it. There's something to this. So if you're listening right now, I mean, the reality of it is we all have opportunities on a day-to-day -day basis to ask why and be a better version of the person that we really want to be. Ask yourself why you're doing what you're doing and what about you is getting in the way or what about your past or how is this serving you? Figure out what about you uh, is in the way of getting what it is you want and get after it. Be curious and make yourself the version that you want to be. If you are so inclined, be very, very curious and hop on those sweet, sweet social media platforms uh, we've got the Facebook. We've got the Instagram. Um, the handles there are the Warrior and the Wolf podcast. Please check us out and follow us there. Uh, hey, if you found value in today's content, we would very much appreciate you subscribing to the show. We'd very much appreciate that. Also, if you are so inclined, how about a review? Yeah. Aaron seems like a nice enough guy. He's worth a review. Put the review out there on whatever podcast platform you are listening on. If you need to get a hold of us, you have questions for us, you have ideas for a show that you would like to hear from the Warrior and the Wolf, please hit us up via email at thewarriorandthewolf at gmail.com. Uh, we have dipped our toe into the bougie water of website world, and we're working on that. We're going to have a website because... If what I cool could get my kids, act together. What cool kids don't have yes. a website. So uh, if you could follow us, uh, give us a comment, just reach out and help us help you. Again, the entire purpose of what we do here at The Warrior and the Wolf is to provide a safe place for you to show up authentically and vulnerably. Um, and we want to love on you right where you are. We want to see you and love on you right where you are. So um, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. We're excited to see you on the next episode. Yeah, one thing. I'm going to end on a lighthearted note. I love it. Oh, I'm going to add yes. something. We were talking oh, about why. This is... <laughs> 
And I've never asked why more in my life than being a parent. So I'm going to call, maybe this is a new segment we're going to add, but I'm going to call it goofy crap my kid does. (laughs) Cannot wait to to hear how this goes. So I have a nine-year-old son who's very much like me. He was recently on spring break, had a couple days off. Uh, Normally him and I wake up at 6.30 in the morning. I wake up early. He wakes up at 6.30. We read. Um, He reads his books before school. So spring break, told him sleep in, don't set your alarm. It's uh, 6.15 and I'm being shaken awake by him doing like the whisper scream. He's like, dad, (laughs) dad, like open one eye. I'm like, what, what do you need? He's like, I just want to make sure you didn't set my alarm for 6.30 so I don't have to wake up early. (laughs) I said, why? Yeah. Why? Why? Wow. Yeah. That's, that is. Yes. We like to call that karma. Yes. That's another. That is karma. Yeah. That's. uh, Kids, if you have the opportunity, get some so Aaron and I are not alone. Yes. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Have a good day. I love y'all.